This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Ooh, savage. I like to keep it real simple. All right, you guys know what time it is. It is the savage ship time. We have Josh here. This time, it's via Zoom, which is definitely interesting to not have you in studio, as always. So weird. Yeah, but you guys love it. You want us to keep doing the relationship stuff. So we're doing that. I have some questions that people have sent in through live feeds that we're going to answer some of those as well. And if you didn't hear the last podcast, which came out Wednesday, that was Josh in the hot seat because everyone wanted to know who is this mystery man, right? Like you've been hearing about our relationship, but like, who is he asking him like the important questions? So go make sure that you guys listen to that for sure. But tough question. We're picking back up where we left off on the relationship piece. So we talked about the walls and how I kept putting those walls up. And, you know, a a lot of people have asked. Well, first of all, thank you guys for listening and telling me. I have had so much feedback of you telling us about the walls, you telling us about the fact that you really didn't want a relationship, all of those things. That is me. That is me. You give me hope. That's 100% me. Um. I took a pause on doing the podcast because it was not, I w- I could tell I was putting walls up and as I was putting those walls up and Josh was taking them down, when we, when we would record the podcast, it would put me back into those situations a little bit of putting those walls back up or hearing myself and I'm like, man, that is so not fair to him. So I was extremely hard on myself for saying, what the hell? You keep putting these walls up. This man keeps taking them down. He's like so patient with you. 
and then you rehash it out on the podcast and I needed to take a step away for a second and I'm like, I don't like the way that it makes me feel. And it was kind of a gut punch for me. It was a, you put the walls up, he took them down, now you're talking about them and now you're having to process it for a second or third time. And I was like, definitely a gut check for me, for sure. So I told Josh, I'm like, we need to pause. We need to pause on it. So we had enough recorded that we actually took last week off, which was nice. We were able just to be together and hang out together and do our thing together and not record and give us kind of that little bit of a break, which was good, which was good for me. And I feel like last week we didn't have a lot of walls. Did, Did you feel like there were a lot of walls this last trip? No, no. It I don't think yeah. at all. And I think you talk a lot about walls too. Um, or you talk a lot about the walls, but you know, I think everybody in them has a relationship. I have them too, but sure. I, that, you know, last week, yeah, it was kind of nice to take that break. And we talked through a lot of mm-hmm. that stuff, how you felt, how I felt, how it was after the, you know, after the fact of kind of like, it's buried, let's dig it up. It's buried. Let's dig, like, right. that's a, Kind of like your your dead horse analogy where you're like, I've beat it, then I'm still right. beating it. So it was nice. The yeah. one thing that I appreciate so much and love you for and love our relationship is the communication that we have. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and sometimes it's hard for us to articulate some of the conversations that we have. It's like, well, we've already talked about that. Yeah, but what about that? Well, we've already talked about that. No way. Yeah. Like who in there? I don't even remember what it was. I'll think about it here in a second. But we had a conversation the other day and I brought it up to you. And it was funny because I'm like, who else literally comes right out and says this to somebody? Who comes out and says this? And you were laughing. You're like, yeah, nope, nope. You. (laughs) You do. You do. Yeah. But that's that's another thing, too, that is communication to a different level is that we've talked about it before of having the conversations that either couples don't have Mm -hmm. they wait to have Mm -hmm. or they're scared to have. I think that's where we differ from a lot of people and whether it's, you know, if it's giving, if what we're doing is giving hope, then, and that's the message that I want to give is have the tough conversations before stuff happens or don't be, don't shy away from having some of those because it's been great for us. Because <laughs> yeah, we'll go yeah. through something. We're like, we already talked about that. Or people <laughs> right. like, about that. We're like, oh yeah, we talked about that on day three or day two, yeah. or we had that on the same day in between this conversation and this conversation. We're like, we're a week in, and these are the conversations we're Here's having. Here's the so- difference. Here's the huge difference. And someone asked this: You're in your forties. You know what are you looking for? What makes a difference? How do you know you're in a healthy relationship? In your 40s, you get to a point and hopefully, and sometimes people get there earlier, but I feel like the older I get, the more I'm like, I don't give a fuck what you think about me. And I'm not saying I'm going out trying to ruin, you know, how people think about me or that I think my shit doesn't stink or that I think, I don't think any of that stuff. You can definitely let people know. I'm one of the most humble people. I know when people normally say that they're not. I I just do not. I'm just an average person that likes to laugh in inappropriate times and places, which is okay. But 
I just want to have fun. Yeah, definitely an inappropriate touch. But I just like to have fun. And I'm I'm just me. And I'm not apologizing to anybody ever, ever, ever again for being who I am. So I know that about myself. I know I, I am self-aware of, okay, I like this. I don't like that. So being in your 40s, when you look back at past relationships and someone did this, you can just say, you know what? Not everything they did was good or bad. I didn't like this, though. I didn't like they gaslit me, so I will watch for that. I didn't like that they did this or they did that, so I'm going to watch for that. So the difference between the relationship that we have and all of my other past relationships are the maturity factor. And and on both sides, not just yours, but on mine as well. I can say, you know what? Hey, Josh, I don't, when this happens or that, I don't do well with that. It's a trigger for me or it's this for me or I just I don't really like that. And yeah, and being mature enough to say that in a non-threatening way and, and, you know, just in a loving way, actually. And you being mature enough to be like, okay, cool. Just, you know, that doesn't mean that she doesn't like me. It just means that something has either happened or whatever. Like, God love Josh. Okay, love this man. (laughs) But the biggest thing when we're driving I'm like, oh, my God, you are stressing me out. Like, if he follows too close, and I'm like, I was just like, okay. Because I didn't want to just be like, I can't, no, you can't do that. I said, all right, Josh, I need to tell you something. He's like, what? I'm like, you're really stressing me out. He's like, why? I said, because I was in two accidents. One, when the guy was driving, he wasn't paying attention, and he was following too close. And at the last time, I was like, hey, and he stopped. And we literally stopped within, like, a hair of a car, but the car behind us did not, and the car behind them did not, and the car behind them did not. So we literally stopped and we hit, and we stopped and we didn't hit, but the person behind us hit us, and then we hit, then they hit in front of us. So it was probably like six or seven cars, and you could just hear like the boom, boom, boom. So I told him, I was like, that literally triggers me because I feel like you're not going to have enough time to stop, and it freaks me out. And he's like, Okay, he didn't get all like pissy about it. (laughs) I I was just like, how am I going to tell him this? But he didn't get pissy about it. He didn't get anything. It was just like, okay. And then he literally was like, all right, let me try and like not follow as close. So he has worked on that. There are still times when we were driving the other day, I was like, but he's worked on it. And the fact that he didn't get mad about it, the fact that he was just like, okay, I understand. Totally makes sense to me. Right. Well, in a, in a, but that's, I think the communication and how, you know, people look at it, pull that way. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, uh, you know, uh, I do that, whatever, but it's almost, I mean, you basically said in a nice way, you can't drive. You're scaring me. You're going to have, but what I'm saying is in a, if, if it was defensive, if it was, you know, I'm going to try to, you know, say like, I'm a good driver. Like, what the heck are you talking about? Then all of a sudden that becomes an argument. Right. And I think what I have learned with maturity and relationships, whatever that is, is you've got to take what people say. And like you said, hey, it's not that you're not saying, Josh, I don't like you. I don't want to be with you because you don't drive, which I think a lot of people look back. They would hear that. Yeah. They that. And feel attacked. And then attack, right. Yeah, they'd feel attacked. You were just saying, if you could pull back up off that car, and I, I think 
And I said it jokingly. I was like, well, I got enough. There's two car lengths. You said, boy, what kind of car? <laughs> You're like, a was that a, a, a matchbox car or a smart car? <laughs> like, that's what you said. And I think that was my way of one, you know, adding humor to the situation. Right. But I understood that. Like, right. I've been in accidents, too. But it doesn't. And I think all that stuff affects people differently. Right. You have that PTSD bad accident, whatever, that's still there. And if I'm causing you to feel a certain way as something as simple as driving, Mm -hmm. for me to come back and be like, you're fine. I can drive. It's fine. It's just you. That's not okay either. And that that changed the dynamic, one of the day, but two of the conversation going forward. Like, well, you're receptive. You're receptive right. to it. So that's the other side of it, right? It's be open about what is going on. Because if I would have kept that bottled in and then one day I would have flipped my shit and it would have been way worse than what it was, right? It was just like, whatever. But I didn't and I didn't attack you with it. I was just like, hey, listen, this is happening to me, blah, blah, But you being mature on the other side of it and not taking it as me attacking you was literally extremely mature and made me love you even more. Cause I'm like, wow, this man took that criticism that I gave him. It wasn't in a threatening way. I didn't feel I was like in a threatening way, but still that's hard to take. And I think that was the first thing like that you did that. I was like, Oh, I'm gonna have to really, uh, okay. I'm gonna have to really tell him like, I, this gets me. And here's here's the thing. What, what you didn't tell people is that I was driving your car. Yeah. He was driving my car and no one has ever, Josh is the only person other than myself that has ever driven my car. And at one point, this is how close he was. At one point, it has a collision alarm on it where it's like a red triangle and it will automatically stop your car. And we're on the expressway. Go, he's probably going like 80 at this point. And that alarm like went on. He's like, what's that? I'm like, babe, that means you're falling too close. And if you don't pull back, it literally is going to stop us mid <laughs> mid drive on the freaking expressway. He's like, oh, okay. And it happened again. I was like, babe, okay, listen. <laughs> Here- <laughs> i'm like and so i think i don't even i don't even remember at one point i was like i can drive it's fine (laughs) but it was all literally like laughing the whole time it wasn't a oh my god you can't fucking it was just it was all laughing it was all lighthearted. it was you know well what you could have done you know in a like the way you did it i love that too because it wasn't attacking it wasn't this thing and it wasn't like you sat over there and you were quiet until we got to the place and then it's like give me the keys right <laughs> like, no, I'll drive. That. <laughs> that's you know super passive be like wow she'll never let me drive her car no more like no you just said hey you're, i'm fine you driving my car but I, I don't like it when you do this. So that's just more be me being more aware, obviously, that you're a little more cautious when it comes to driving. You're very aware and I need right. to be more aware and I'm not in my car and I'm not driving by myself and all that's like I have you precious cargo in there or Coco in there or kids in there, whatever. But that if you're feeling a certain way about driving or if it's about communicate, whatever it is. That the communication is there enough, yes, mature enough for you to say, hey, um, y'all, she was nice. (laughs) She was nice. Like, 
I really wanted it, you know, I really wanted the back bumper of that car on the expressway that day. I could have go buy one instead of just running up on it. Like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't need that bumper. But the whole point <laughs> in this is, you know, you have to be mature enough. And one, your approach can't be bitchy. You literally, right. and I think this is where some females, I mean, males too, but some females, I'm going to call, I'm going to call it out right now. I'm going to call it out right now. You think that you're communicating, but your communicating is straight up bitching. And here, here's what I mean by that. Sometimes I feel like when you have to nag someone, it's a little bit their fault because you, by the time you've said it six, seven, eight, nine times, you are done, right? You're like, okay, they aren't hearing me. So I'm going to straight up be a little bit louder. I'm going to like get a more attitude about it. But if the first time I ever approached him about, hey, I don't like that you're tailgating, I was like, can you fucking stop ta- that is a whole different approach. I'm attacking him out of the gate. I'm being bitchy about it out of the gate. And I get it. No one's going to be perfect. Like, you're going to approach people at times in an off-color manner where it's going to be like, oh, damn, I probably shouldn't have not, I should not have said it that way. I get that. But if you are straight that way constantly where you're like, all right, here's this. This is why I think you need healing in between relationships. Because if I would have taken a past relationship and been like, Okay, I I have to tell this dude 10 times. Every single thing I have to tell him, I have to tell him 10 times. And I would say toward the end of the relationship, it's like, I'm done. And I'm going to probably raise my voice the first time because you never hear me on the other ones. So if I took that approach toward Josh out of the gate, that's not fair to him. Because I've never, I would have never given him a chance to say, okay, I'm going to fix it the first time. Or, hey, let's grow together. Right? Right. I'm going to grow together and, and do this. So... I have always been, again, another thing, getting into my 40s. I waited to get into relationships. I waited to get into this relationship. I did that because I did not want, Josh did not deserve the bad or the good of my past relationship. He hadn't earned any of it. And hear me say that. He hadn't earned either the good or the bad. It's not fair. You don't want right? You don't want someone's good or bad. You probably want the good because whatever, but you didn't deserve it yet. And you don't want the bad. So you need time to heal in between. This is, these are the lessons that I've learned going into my forties. You need time to heal in between relationships. So I know that if I would have approached Josh, the way I approached my ex and stuff, it would have probably turned into an argument. It would have turned into, oh, damn, can you just give me a warning instead of like coming straight at me? So I knew I needed that time to heal. And the same for me, same thing on the flip side, because if you would have said it like that, I would have been, it would have, it, it would have been a completely different response. Like <laughs> maybe you should drive. Ne- then it turns right. into this, you know, more of attacking. Or, yeah. Attacking. Like, well, if you're going to attack me for my driving, then I'm going to attack you. But like, you should have drove it. Like then it bit, but all of that's maturity, all of that's learning, all of that's. um, And it's a respect thing too, right? Because it's like, if you've healed and you're starting a new relationship, if you are genuinely healed for yourself. Now, I'm healed as much as I, I could, right? But if you are healed and you are going into, it's like. You're going into a toy store, if that makes sense. I know this analogy is going to be really weird, but you're going into a toy store. And if you already have a bazillion toys at your house, right? 
Like you have a bazillion toys and you're just like, okay, well, I'm fine. Just give me that one. You want to go in and you want to like look at everything, experience everything and say, oh, okay, well, I like that. I don't like that. Like you want to take your time. And I feel like if you jump into the next relationship, you're just grabbing anything. You're like, okay, yeah, this one's going to do like, let's go. And you don't have a chance to say, okay, hold on. I like this because of that. I like this because of the shape of it or that because of this or this does this or this does that. Okay, nope, that's not what I want. Let's go over here or let's go over over there, right? So instead of taking your time with things, you literally are rushing into the next one and you're not really saying this one works for me. It doesn't work for me. It fits for me. It doesn't fit for me. You're just jumping into whatever. That's that. Yeah. That's that where that's that healing piece and maturing into the communication skills. Because again, communication is huge. You know, we obviously have that. There's, we've, look, we both learned and, you know, failed and succeeded and failed again on all fronts. But in the relationship piece, the communication has got to be there. And if you wouldn't, you know, treat somebody how you want to be treated is that whole ordeal, but treat somebody how they deserve to be treated is another thing. So you, but learn you know, them too. It, learn them. If I, if I don't know, that's my whole point of this. If I don't even know what you like or what you want and I'm not willing to learn you and I'm just putting you in this box that everyone else has always been in. I'm like, Oh no, Josh is the same person that I've dated the last however many years of my life. That's not I don't, fair to you. I'm not in a box. <laughs> But that's not fair to you. And and my point in saying this is I have to give you that respect, right? And saying Josh is different than anyone else that I have dated. Everyone technically is different, but I need to approach you differently. I need to learn you. I need to know what you like, what you don't like. But I have to be open to hearing that. I can't just be like, you know what? All men like this or all women like that or all this or all that. Like I have to say, nope, he's completely different. I'm learning what he likes, what he doesn't like. I'm learning what his little like things that make him tick. I'm learning all of those things. So if I don't do that, I am bound to end up in the same relationship status that I was in before. Failed. And that's the one thing that I've learned. You are different than than other people. And now I, I will say like you're way different than other people. Like I fit like, you know, fit that in and say he is my person. But you have to, you really have to take a step back and stop trying to make all of these, what do they say, a round peg into like a square hole or whatever, or square peg and round hole, whatever. You got to, you got to stop doing that. You got to stop doing that and just saying, okay, this is the person that's interested in me. I'm going to take them and that's fine, him or her. And then now I'm going to get to know this and this and this about them, but I'm in love with them. Well, no one has earned anything yet. So I think the maturity piece, right, of knowing, because look, there were guys that talked to me and the minute I would say to myself, he is not someone I would ever want my son to meet. He is not this. He's not that. And that's not a bad thing. Like, go be who you are. You'll find someone else. I ended it or I was just like, it was all talking stages. And I'm just like, okay, well, this person's not for me. And that's okay. So I would say maturity, communication, but you also have to be strong enough when to say this person's not for me. And too many people are like, well, I don't know. They like me. They're nice. Maybe. Yes, maybe. Maybe I, make, maybe I can make it fit. Maybe I can make it work. But. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. And it's like, no, 
No, stop doing that just because they're paying attention to you. So you need to, that's why we did this so early on. We live six and a half hours apart and we said, all right, let's lay it on the table. What are your likes? What are your dislikes? What about this? What about that? What's your five-year plan? What's your three-year plan? What's your one-year plan? What are you going to do with business? What are you going to do with your love life? What are you going to do with your home? All of these things. I'm going to do my love life. You're going to do me? You're my love life. Okay. (laughs) 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 <laughs> but I, I do. I think that being in your 40s and realizing you got to start, first of all, being secure with yourself and saying, OK, this is who I am. And I'm, I'm going to go a little bit deeper here in a second. Where you're at right now, own it mm. and embrace it. Stop saying, well, once I go lose 15 more pounds or once I go get get the house or once I go get the car, fuck that. You are where you're at right this second. Allow someone to love you where you're at right this second at your point right now. Stop saying, oh, well, I don't deserve it or I got to go do this first or I got to go do that first. Stop. Stop. Because what if they're in that same spot? Are you going to not, you you were attracted to that person or you like that person? Are you going to be like, well, let them go lose five pounds first. Well, let them go do that first. Do you know what I'm saying? Go right now and tell yourself, look in the mirror. You are where you're at right now. You can set your goals. That is great. But stop telling yourself you can't go be with someone or do something because you're waiting on something else. Life is going to pass you by. Well, here's the thing, like, look at, look at it in our, and our, in our thing, our relationship where we started. And I won't put it all on me because you did your part in it too, but you weren't, it could have been you, but it was, it was me. Obviously I'm like, Hey, I can't stop thinking about you. I, I can't get you off my brain. I don't know what this is. If I would have sat back just to what you just said on screw that, screw the distance, screw the whatever it is, if I wouldn't have been like, Hey, here I am. Yeah. Like I'm at a point now where I, cause you know, I processed all of that stuff too. I knew what the distance was before I did that. You knew what, like I knew all of that and processed all of that before I sent the text. Now it was mm-hmm. a short time frame Cause I just got home before I am, but I knew that that weekend was something that, what we could have, the potential was there if it was reciprocated back. And you did the same thing when I said, hey, I can't stop thinking about you. Hey, all of of these things are in place. You're processing it too going, okay. He said the distance doesn't matter. He said this, he's willing to do this, willing to do this. It's like, okay, uh, then I'm going to go for it too. So I think you're you know, spot on with, it doesn't matter what it is. You're going to have to meet people where they are, but also where you are and figure out if then talk through it, then do what we're talking about, which is the communication, have the tough conversations, throw it all out there on the table. Because if I wouldn't have done that, we would not be together. We wouldn't have done that. Right. We wouldn't be. Together. We would not be so, together because people have asked yeah. me that. They're like, OK, how did you know? How did this? How, you know, how did you guys get together? What made you knock your walls down? I had had this expectation of, OK, this person has to be close. It has to be this. It has to be that. And had Josh, I'm telling you right now. Had Josh not sent me that message 
we would still be friends. One million percent. I would have never, I, I just like, he's cool. Okay, cool. Just keep moving. Just keep chucking. Because I had no desire really to, I said at times like, oh, no one asked me out, what, you know, whatever. I didn't have a desire. I was looking for my person. And I was like, it's not going to come in this. It's not going to come in that. Meaning it's not going to come bazillions of miles away or it's not going to be this. It's not going to be that. And I knew certain things. And the only thing that really was my hesitation with him was the distance. That was my big hesitation with that. So him sending that message made me look at him a little bit differently. And I was like, no, okay. That first message, I was like, "Ah, we're still too far apart, whatever. Then the second one, when he was like, I wanted to come back in and I wanted to kiss you, I'm like, would I have wanted him to? That was the first thing in my head. The minute he sent that message, I was like, would I have wanted him to? Hmm. Then I was like, interesting. And then I was like, this man is putting his heart out there. This is a box that I need checked. He checked it. This man is actually okay with putting his feelings on display for me without playing this Mr. Hard BS, right? This man is saying, I am interested in you. I want to pursue you. I think the world of you. All of these things. And I was like, huh, this is exactly what I want. And then the more we spoke that week and it kept you know, getting deeper conversations and more and more. And I was like, wow, we have a lot in common on a lot of things. And we have some things that are not in common, which is great too, because I don't want to be dating a replica of myself, right? There's got to be some like mix in there. So had he not taken that leap and said, this is what I wanted, or this is how I feel about you, it would still be where it is. And I'm so thankful because that's that's a question people ask all the time. How did you know? And how I knew to start taking my walls down was he just literally started checking all these boxes. And it wasn't like he was asking and it wasn't like I was even asking him questions. He would just say or do something. I'm like, huh. And it got to a point when he would visit. I'm like, huh. He's like, what? I'm like, oh, that's another box checked. Well, what did I do? I'm like, nope, I'm not telling you. Like it just was like an aha light bulb moment for me. Um, and that some of them I wouldn't even say. It was just like, oh, that was a small little box. I didn't even know. And when he checked it, it was like a light bulb. Okay, yep, that's definitely one. So that is how I knew the more and more he would check those boxes. I was like, man, he is legit seeming like my Hallmark happy ending. He legit is seeming like the person that I've been searching for for 48 years. He is an amazing listener. Little things. And and you can probably tell them, I feel like this is reciprocated and I feel like this is why it works so well with us. It's little tiny things that we might say one time. One time yeah. we might say it. Uh, so, you know, he made a comment like, man, my phone just never holds a charge. Well, when he got here, the first time he came after my birthday party, I had a little phone charger like waiting for him. He didn't have to ask me. He didn't have to say anything. It was just something I heard him say. And I was like, okay, I got you, boo. I got you. So little things like that. When I ate snacks and I was like, oh, these were really good. These were amazing. He ordered these snacks. I had no idea. And they just showed up to my house. So it's these little tiny things. Uh, And the more he did that of he's listening to me. He is repeating things that I'm saying. He is attentive. All of those things 
I'm like, this is what I've been looking for. So those big old giant walls that were up, like they started to come down a little bit like, oh, wait, then I could see over top the wall. I'm like, oh, hold on. Look at this man. Look at him doing all the things that I need him to do. Uh, he would be at the house and trash would be full and I would be looking over and here he's already like out the door with the trash. And I'm like, huh, it's a grown ass man taking the trash out. And I didn't have to say well, anything. Grown. Grown. But yeah, I think, but you, and I think, you know, you, your podcast, your, all of that stuff where you're talking about the walls and all that stuff, but y'all, this stuff is reciprocated back just as much, if not more on your end for me on the listening on, you know, the, you know, the affection, the, the, just hear, you know, hearing and listening there, it's all there. So I think that your what you're saying is exactly what you do back with me and the openness and how you care and how you listen and my like you know the relationship with you know our our kids because we have the kids in the same thing like right. you're attentive you're attentive to you know Hudson when I'm here it's just it's he's got your undivided attention I'm talking to Coco or all of, like whatever that is there's just, it's, it's all of those things. And it's a, you know, it's a learning thing and process for us. Cause like you said, you know, the distance or whatever, it's different. It's tough. Yeah. You know, people that say that it's, it's tough to do. Um, but it can work one with your person Two, mm -hmm. it works with communication and three, it works with, with listening among other things. Um, and here's what I found with that. I found that like you said, it works with the listening. It works with all those things. What I found is I want to hear you. I knew that was a big difference with, with us. I wanted Thanks. to listen to you. And yep. this, I think, is part of that healing, right? Part of that healing of, uh, okay, I whether I was ready, not ready, whatever. But this is part of that once I opened up and said, this is a man I am very interested in. I wanted to know things about you. I wanted to hear what you were saying. I wanted to hear what you liked, what you didn't like. I wanted I wanted to be invested in all of those things. And I wanted to be able to put those things in play. When you're like, I just, I love to cuddle. Like, I was sick that whole week before you came, you know, for the Reds game. And it was just like, I just want to cuddle. I just want to cuddle. I just want to cuddle. And it was like, okay. And then, okay, now I know that you like to cuddle. You know, it was just listening to those things. Be like, oh, well, I like that too. Or, oh, I like that too. But being able to listen to those things and want to hear those things and want to do those things for you. That's a huge difference because yeah. in past relationships, it's like, oh my God, it's such a chore. Oh my, and I'm not saying there's not gonna be a time where I'm like, I just wanna be left alone, but I'll cuddle you. Like, I know there's gonna be a time where you're like, okay, I've gotta like suck it up or whatever. But there was just a difference of, I felt this insane need to protect and care for your heart. And I've said that to you before. Yeah, it's just this sure. different feeling of this is what I want to do for you. So that's how yeah. I knew things were different with Josh. Yeah, and you and you and you said that too. I mean, it's you know we've both talked about past stuff and talked about feelings and talked about fears and wants and needs and all those things. But that was a big thing for you, and I think that's a big thing for people too. It's a different kind of love, and it's a different kind of relationship, and a different altogether. 
when you want to protect someone's heart. You can protect yeah. anything you want, whatever. But when you when you can take and want to protect someone's heart from hurt, from frustration, from ache, from all of those things, that's a that's a different level because there's not many people that, you know, look, we're all, I say we're all as human beings, we're all selfish. We can be selfish people. But when you said that to me, it's like, okay, okay. Yeah. she's listening to me because there's a reason you said that. Um, she's listening. She's hearing me. Um, it's a different level. I mean, that's, that's just a different part of a relationship that most people don't even, they don't get to, they certainly don't get to it as quick as we have the amount of conversations we've mm-hmm. had, you know, but I think we're some- set what we wanted. Cause someone was like, are right. you glad that you waited for the green flags? Of course, because yeah. when I saw the red flags, I'm like, I'm gone. I'm gone because I have a son that's vested in this. And what I mean by that is I have a young man that I don't want to grow up effed up. Right. Like, I don't want, I want to do my best for him. So bringing something toxic into his life is not helping him long-term. So if I have to be honest, my son was probably some of the reason I held out for as long as I did. But I think for both of us seeing, okay, hold on. These are green flags. These are not red flags. This allowed us to have early conversations. This allowed us to open up so early you know, and be vulnerable. Because yeah. listen, if someone's throwing red flags at you all day long, you're not going to talk to them about all that stuff. You're not. You're not even going to have those questions. It's going to last a week, maybe two, and then and then you're done with it. Like it is what it is. So I think that True. we were so excited that we were like, oh wait a minute, there's so many green flags. Let's have this conversation now. Let's have that conversation now. You know what? And it was like because of this distance. Let's put all of the things that we can think about that we know were red flags for us before and let's see if they're still green for each other. And they were. Right. And and they were. And it was good. And yeah. And even like you said, taking those conversations, you're like, okay, this one it's almost like that, you know, the ladder or steps. We're like, Mm -hmm. okay, we probably should have this conversation for another six months. But all of these things work like that's the next step. Let's have it. Okay, let's let's keep having those things, which is what I mean. I mean, we it was fast. It. We- it was fast, fast. And I was scared yeah. as hell because I'm like, whoa, your girl didn't even really want to be in a relationship. Here comes this like knight in shining armor. My Hallmark happy ending. <laughs> yes. I'm like, hold tight. So then it all happened so fast. Like, it was amazing. We had all these conversations, but I got scared and put those walls up because I'm like, holy shit. Here comes this dude out of nowhere with no red flags. Let me find something. And I couldn't find anything. I was like, well, it's just fast. Hold on. Let me put this wall up. It's too fast. Let me put this wall up. So that, I think, was the reasoning for the walls. And past hurts, you're like, well, I'm going to make sure. I'm going to make sure I don't give sure. him my whole heart. Because if I do and he breaks sure. it, then it's going to be hurt and trauma again. I don't want to do that. But you're and I know you talk a lot about me, you know, night shot, whatever it is. You were that to me, too. So I don't want to get lost on the fact of... Aww. I don't want this to get lost in, I know you're talking about walls. I know you're talking about that. And hey, I kind of came in and quote unquote, save the day or whatever people want to say, because you did a lot of saving yourself and walls that may not be talked about 
because I'm a man, because all of those things, even though I'm very much in touch with my feelings, very much in touch with my emotions, very much all of those things, you came in at a, that's why I said at a crucial time when things falling into place, you did your own, I don't know what, you know, princess, I don't know what's a knight in shining armor's equivalent in the female world, but you came in and did all of those things too. So whereas I may not talk about all of those walls, and I think that that you've talked about, you did a lot of those things too of taking those walls down and being that for me as well. So I don't want that to get lost here as, you know, here's Josh and he's, you know, poor, look, poor Josh, poor Heather, poor whatever. We both have been through it at our ages and held out, waited, didn't settle all of those things. So that's reciprocated back from me to you. And I'll say it now for you and, you know, for the world to hear, like I needed you, if not just as much, or if not more than what maybe you have needed, you needed me. So um, that's, that's huge, you know, for me as well, that I don't want to, I don't want that to go unsaid. Mm. Well, I think on that note, we're <laughs> going to pause this one because I want to get more into that from the male perspective, because I think a lot of people would like to okay. know, right, how we're able to break down the walls on the other side. Because for me, as I kept putting those walls up, almost like, all right, I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to get hurt. And as those started coming down and, and you were so patient with taking those down and repeatedly taking those down, I feel like I'm now at a point where it's the relationship is just getting better and better because we don't have to deal with those walls as much, right? We're just dealing with everyday life now. So yeah. I think we've discussed that on that's my a, side. That's enough too. Like life in general is tough, but yeah. if we had to deal with life and all the walls on both sides, mm -hmm. it almost makes it impossible. Relationships in general, it not does. just ours. But, but again, I think that being self-aware because could I worry about walls that you're putting up all the time? Yes and no, right? Like I wasn't as concerned about that. I was concerned about I can control myself. Yep. I, I yep. cannot, nor do I want to control you. And that's a different perspective too, right? Because I think a lot of people get in relationships and they're like, oh, well, I, I'm going to change this about them or I'm going to do that or I'm going to whatever. Um, no. Like I want you to be who you are. So I wasn't concerned about that. I'm like, I'm concerned more about my walls. What am I yep. doing? What am I doing, yep. you know, towards you? How am I, you know, closing off or, or opening up to you? So that's what I was focused more on instead of, does he have a wall up? Let me knock it down. Nope. It was, I'm going to treat him how I want him to treat me and even more, right? That was what I was, was focused on. Uh, we kind of joked the other day about leveling up because you got your sleeve and then they saw your earrings in and I jokingly said I leveled them up. Well, someone's like, why would you want to do that? And I'm like, it's a fucking joke, people. Calm down. Like you right. you had made one, it was one of those like little sweet things. You made a comment about, well, one day I'm going to get my sleeve finished. And I was like, bingo, that's what I'm getting you for your birthday. And so perfect, like that worked out. And then we were hanging out, right? And I, I knew that you had your ears pierced or whatever. Um, but baby, mm, 
Yum. You want me to put him in the second part of this? Because you're the only one that can see me right Let now, me right? Let me just tell you. Yum. I'm going to put him in. <laughs> you can't because I'm not there. But this is where we're going to end this one. And everyone's going to have to jump in because it's, it's going to get a little spicy too. Uh, yeah. But on that note for this week, we're out. endless diets and weight loss struggles it's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results introducing smart metabolic burn from brain md your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat imagine burning fat balancing glucose levels and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks this unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula berberine which targets abdominal fat and oea which curbs your appetite with just two capsules a day Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Are you feeling overwhelmed by anxiety, struggling to find restful sleep, or plagued by a restless inability to focus? It's time to break free from the chains of mental health challenges and discover a path to healthy living. Welcome to Amen University, founded by renowned psychiatrist and brain health expert, Dr. Daniel Amen. Dr. Amen, alongside a team of esteemed doctors and experts in their fields, understands the struggles you're facing and are here to offer solutions. From debilitating anxiety to sleepless nights filled with worry, our courses are meticulously crafted to target these specific challenges head on. Join us on a journey of transformation led by Dr. Amen and a roster of top-tier professionals. Say goodbye to the constant battle with your mind and embrace a future filled with hope and possibility. Visit our website today to explore our courses and start your journey towards a brighter tomorrow. Use code BRAIN10 and get 10% off. That's code BRAIN10 and get 10% off your first purchase. Amen University, because your mental health matters.